Jesus. Believe when we call on his name tonight. We have a few written requests. We want to remember our brother Ben tonight in prayer that the Lord will just be with him. Also, brother Ron Spencer, we want to continue to remember him in our prayers. I think he's been uh, having to take chemo like twice a day and he's just really affecting his body. So let's just remember him that the Lord will give him strength and touch him. Also, I think sister Linda not feeling well tonight. Um, my wife, Sister Kelly, is in homesick tonight. Also, uh, Sister Vicki Timor continues to remember her in our prayers. And I'm sure there's other needs tonight. If you just make those known by another lifted hand, God sees what our needs are tonight. Amen. Brother Jonathan, come tonight. Lead us in prayer. Amen. You happy to be in church? Man, we got Sister Linda and Sister Kelly. You know they're sick if they ain't in church. I think we ought to bond together. More than just just words in our mouths, but really deep into your heart. Send the Holy Spirit to them. Lift their bodies up. Will you do that with me? Let's bond together. Heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, we love you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're so appreciative, Lord. Lord, we look back in our lives and we see the miracles that you've done. Lord, the world asked, where's the miracles? They're right here. 
right before their eyes and they're so blinded they can't see us. But it's because we're your bride, Lord. You love us, Lord. You take care of us, Lord. We love you and we appreciate you so much, Lord. Lord, we ask you to visit us tonight, Lord, in a special way, Lord. Come move all of the human element aside, Lord, and just step into position and take control. Lord, drive every spirit that's unlike you, every thought that's unlike you. Drive it from the premises, Lord. Touch our sick, Lord. Touch Brother Ron and Sister Vicky in a mighty way, Lord. Lord, a sickness that is so horrible, Lord. And doctors don't know what to do, and they do the best that they can. But, Lord, one touch from you is all it takes. Lord, I believe it's not too late. I believe that you're still able to move in a mighty way tonight, Lord. Touch Sister Linda, Lord, Sister Kelly, Lord. You see their bodies sick and weak, Lord. Lord, would you just charge them with the supernatural spirit tonight, Lord. And, Lord, just drive the symptoms back and their bodies just be miraculously healed. Touch us, Lord Jesus, as we enter into service, Lord. Touch my brother Ben, Lord. As, Lord, as you, God, use him as you would choose to use him, Lord. Give him the wisdom that he needs, the strength that he needs. Encourage him with your peace and your love. Touch Brother Joseph tonight, Lord. Let him bring the word to us. Lord, I'm looking forward to it. All day long, I've been longing to hear from you again, Lord. Touch Brother Mark in the song service, Lord. Come be with us and worship with us. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. In thy lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jonathan, Sister Carol, family back with us tonight. And remember Matt and Christy as well. I think they're traveling tonight as well. The Lord will be with them. Let's sing. Give Jesus a Oh, there's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith we can see it.
by and by. Or we're going to meet on that beautiful shore. Amen. Let's sing this kid now. Tempted and tried, we often wonder why it should be the Coming for 
Sound of 
with you and he talks with you and he tells you that you're his own tonight. Amen. Let's sing this tune too. Oh, he's the Lord of glory. He is the great I am. The Alpha and Omega. The seats and have our ushers to come and receive the offering for the service tonight. And we'll just sing one more chorus as Sister Nora gets ready to sing for us tonight.
eyes up on Jesus and look full in his wonderful face. The things of this earth will grow strangely dim. That's what I'm looking forward to. I heard a story today, and I thought, oh, my goodness, what a crazy world we live in. I think it was in New York. There was a 10-year-old boy went to uh, one of the teacher's offices and, or the uh, principal's office or whatever and asked for some Vaseline for his tattoo that he'd got at 10 years old. And so uh, uh, the teacher called and, and got them in all kinds of trouble, whatever. They said, yeah, that was a bad thing, but they're, they're allowing young people that's underage to have uh, body changes without permission or anything. But that's okay. But now you get a tattoo, we've got to have some Vaseline and people get some trouble. But it's just so messed up. I just, oh my goodness. The world just lost their minds, all I can say. Sing us happy in North. I'm alive to 
tell the story how I've overcome by his goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done, but his goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. And I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done, but his goodness and mercy and the power stand together tonight as we invite our pastor to come and deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us. Oh, he became me that I came down to fellowship with Adam and Eve to see how they were doing to care for them 
This is why we have Wednesday evening service, so God can come down and speak to us, encourage us. I particularly wanted to minister tonight, is this message that's been burning on my heart. You know, there's not a message burning on a minister's heart he should not preach, because he might just preach something else beside what God wants him to preach, but tonight I want to turn your... uh, minds and spirit back into the book of Revelations chapter 2. Appreciate our musicians in the book of Revelation chapter 2. I'm going to go back into um, a message that I did not finish here exactly a month ago in uh, October the 16th. I preached part one of this message and I want to attempt tonight to work a little bit more on it and see the Lord will help us. I particularly wanted to minister tonight to record this message as it will be going out, and I want it to be a blessing to uh, several who had written into me concerning family matters and issues and such like. Just want to be a help to the bride of Christ. Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Return to your first love. This is part 2. And unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write these things, said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Oh, I love that. He said, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou canst bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. You see, all these things are great. It, It is wonderful to have a perceptive of the way of society and the way of uh, the church, the religious world. It's, those things are fine. Those things are good. These, these uh, Ephesians people here, they saw that. They, they saw the sign of the time. They saw the condition of the age. They realized they, they did not support evil. They were not in any way, form, or fashion going to uh, try to do evil. They, they stood against the forces and the pressure of the Laosians, and which were actually Nicolaitans. If you look up the Nicolaitans in the Bible, they're traced back to the time of Moses under the false teachings of Balaam that taught the children of Israel to, uh, to turn to idolatry. You see, the sin of idolatry is what God hates. And this is what John is picking up by revelation. And he's speaking to the church that there is a church. There is an Ephesus church. And they've stood for what is right. They have stood against evil. They do not uh, support those things. And notice and it said even stood against the apostles that say they are or are not. And has found them liars. And has bore and has patience for uh, my name's sake. And has labored and has not fainted. You see, these people were zealous towards the concept of God. Towards the idea that there is a true God. There is a God we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that there must be something real. But I want to say tonight, it's not just enough just to understand that. There has to be more behind it. We can't just sit around in the message and just, well, we know there's a judgment day coming. And we know that there's got to be more. There's a people 
that is uh, setting your face towards God. Notice he says now, nevertheless, I have someone against thee because thou hast left thy first love. What a sad thing. He said, remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come and unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of its place except thou repent. No, I'm not one to use threats and I, I don't like when ministers use threats against their congregation or taunt their congregation uh, as far as uh, a congregation feeling privileged to have them a, 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 as a pastor or the congregation to feel, uh, you know, honored to have me as their pastor. I don't like that sort of thing. We're all God's people here tonight. Amen. And we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. In this case, Brother Brandon was actually saying here, though, the candlestick was the pastor of the church. That God can remove a pastor from a church. But I'm not saying that in my case. I'm just making a general statement. I believe that we are blessed people of the Lord tonight. You believe it? In Matthew chapter, um, I want to look now at Matthew chapter, uh, what the scripture, I give you 24 quickly. And verses 12. We read this scripture, I want to read it again. Uh, uh, Jesus now, he said, because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold. Now this is not, the scripture is not really saying that it's everybody. It is saying that there is a percentage of Christians because iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. You see, despite all the negativity in the world and all the things that are happening, I still believe that there are Christians Today that are heaven bound. I believe that there is a church that is still pressing towards the rapture. Which is the final stage of the journey. You realize that? There's not another message on earth. There's not another move. The final move is the rapture of the church. How many believes that? We're not looking for anything else. If there's any blessings that are in store, it's because of God's favor to, to prolong us to that point of rapturing us from this world that we are now living in. Amen. Now, I want to stir you tonight to return to your first love. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we appreciate you so much tonight, and I thank you for the opportunity to come to the house of God to minister tonight. I always deem it a joy, Lord, whether I'm ministering or not, I'm happy to be in the house of God. As we have noticed, Lord, how Satan has shot his arrows, and it's went over the top of the shield of many people's faith. And this, this, this arrow was actually connected and anchored in the flesh of many of God's people. But tonight, Lord, thou art a great physician. You are the great doctor of the church. You are the great leader. And I ask you to come tonight and speak to us as we minister in the word of God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen. amen. God bless you. you. may be seated tonight. Just to sort of recap just a little bit. Now, we understand that this church at Ephesus had lost their first love and God was 
now rebuking them because of this. Now, God was not rebuking them because of their labor or their, their, uh, their, their patience or their, their stand. He was rebuking the church because of something even beyond what the natural eyes could see. You see, Jesus was going beyond the surface. He was going where the real you live tonight. That's what, not, 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 what, not what we're looking at on the, on the outside, just the facade of life. It is easy just to, you know, this front can actually be deceptive. But in the sight of God, when he looked into the Ephesus church, which was the first church that God established, the Pentecostal church is God's first church. After the outpouring of God's Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, God organized his own church. And the first church is Ephesus. It is the bride's church. It is the church of the firstborn tonight. This is the church that you and I are a part of tonight. You believe that? Not, not, of, the, uh, not of the church ages or organized religion, but of the original outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is the identity of the bride of Christ. This is our type post tonight. That love that was poured out by the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. But notice now that Jesus moved beyond with the vision of John beyond the surface of all these things. And he was being very real to the church that I know those things. I understand that you have good intention. Wow, I thought someone shot me there. But we understand that God's power is still in the church. You believe that? I believe the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit is still amongst us. How many believes that? So we notice now as we, as we go on, we see that, that God now is just not just looking at a, a, a church structure or just, uh, just the body of the church, but God is going deeper into the body, I believe, of the bride of Christ tonight. Now, we've seen a lot of uh, hypocrisy in our midst. We have seen a lot of put on in our message. We have all been in church. We have been in the message a long time. We have a great message from God. You believe that? And we've seen a lot of things. We've seen a lot of hypocrisy. But God was seeing the same thing here in Revelation in the first church age. And he was saying, but I'm seeing all these things on the outside. But I'm looking deeper with x-ray eyes at the heart of the bride of Christ. Friends, we have got to understand that God is not impressed by all these things on the outside. God looks at our heart to see how warm it is towards him. And this is what he's rebuking the uh, Ephesus church. He said, you've lost your first love for me. It is so easy to allow that warmth of the Holy Spirit to abate our lives. By life and circumstances and the world as it is to just obscure us from that, 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 that precious love of Jesus Christ. As I said some weeks ago, the songwriter says, Oh, love of God, how rich, how pure, how measureless and strong tonight. You believe in a strong. 
It is strong, that power of God's love. It is real, friends. It's beyond just this that I'm preaching to tonight. It's beyond just cosmos or, or, or the flesh. It goes so deep into the realms of the soul and spirit that connects into the celestial realm. What a beautiful passage here. Yet sad, but yet so true as we see the age before us. You see, we pulled it up when we uh, pointed out to you, if you'll give us the definition there of the word that uh, John was using. First love in the Greek, it means uh, protos, contracted, also uh, superlative, uh, foremost in time, place, order, or importance. Before beginning, best, chiefest, first of all, oh my, what a God, hallelujah. You see, this is everything that God desired for us to be in him. As the Greek word expresses deeper than the English word, the protos of God, superlative, amen. God being above everything, above my job, above my mind, above my ailments, above everything else. God is ultimate. He's the final superlative tonight in our lives. Beyond everything that I'm dealing with, beyond what is before me, what is behind me, I know one thing. He is ahead of us tonight. He's superlative tonight, the chiefest among 10,000. He is the beginning of the creation of God. The alpha first letter of the Greek alphabets indicate Christ is the alpha to indicate that he is the beginning and the end of our lives. There is a birth certificate and there is a death certificate. And God from the beginning to the end must be superlative in our lives. He said, but thou hast lost thy first love. Friends, I'll say this to you. Don't allow life to make you become complacent. Don't find yourself sitting in church, but yet you're going through the acts, but your heart and your love for Christ has drifted, even though maybe people can't see it. Oh, church of God, I want to encourage you tonight to fall in love with Jesus Christ again. You see, many congregations are suffering a terrible fate of holy convictions. We've seen the churches, we've seen individuals are drifting away from God. We've become more churchy, yet we have become more distant away from God. Statistics has proven we have gotten more churches preachers, clergies that we have ever had in the ages that have gone by. Then why is sin so prevalent in the lives of Christians this evening? It's because something has happened. The Bible said many has left their first love. I would encourage you tonight. Lord God, let me just fall in love with you all over again. But that holy voice of uh, convictions uh, has been lost uh, in many, many congregations. I'm not just speaking here. I'm talking across the board. Not just in the nominal churches, but in message churches. 
not in just the churches, but in individual walks with Christ. In family, in society, in, in everything that we see, we have seen uh, that holy uh, voice of conviction uh, has become uh, uh, so silent as we see it tonight. And to those who are survivor uh, of this uh, great faith and death of convictions, tonight are unlike support. We see people trying to tread, still grab a hold of a little conviction. There's still some flicker of light in God's church. There's still a few people on life support that's trying to grab a hold of a little bit of conviction and say, oh God, don't pull the plug on my life. I want to say to you tonight, don't ever stop that holy conviction of God in your life. Don't never allow society to drown out those holy convictions of God in your spirits tonight. You see, regrettably, we're witnessing a slow fake death of morals, family values, and holy standards across the board. This is across the board. Say what you want. We are witnessing this flood of the enemy in God's church. We have seen we have seen so many things manifesting like we've never seen it before. People just quitting on God, giving up on God, just throwing in the towel and just turning back. But I'm here to encourage you tonight. Don't allow the spirit of Laosia to drown out that holy conviction of God in your spirits tonight. You believe it? Families are crumbling by by landslide under the influence of this age. They can't take the pressure of this age. Just the facade on the outside is not enough anointing to break the yoke of the spirit of this age. You need God on the inside of your lives tonight. You need that fire of God's divine love. You believe it if you ever fall in love with Jesus, you're going to have a hatred for the society's doing. You're going to have a hatred for the way and trends of this world. You will hate sin so badly that it will never uh, stand a chance near you. You believe it? You see, many are being indoctrinated by the world's view of life rather than the divine plan of God for believers today. We see this indoctrination, this flood of the enemy, this tidal wave of society just sweeping in to the churches. Oh, churches are big, churches are beautiful, churches are filled. But I'm talking about the heart of God's people in the church. Is it on fire for God is the question I ask. Is it on fire with the Holy Spirit? Are people so in love with Jesus that they don't care what the world says? Let that be you tonight. I challenge you. Let that be you tonight, Lord. I don't care what the world says, what society is saying. I'm in love with Jesus. You believe that? As a pastor, one of the... One of, God, one of God's churches tonight, I'm witnessing uh, believers sacrificing their integrity and moral authority in, in, in their families, in their decisions, in their everyday lives. 
They're just giving up their moral authority and just synchronizing with, with the way of society today. Society does not control a, a child of God. The love of Jesus does. Society does not control us as believers. God does. The world does not dictate how we live and, and, how we, and how we conduct our family. God does that tonight. You believe it? You see the moral cesspool confronting churches today are staggering as we see it. Brother, I am sad as I look across the land. I'm not just speaking here, but broadly. I see such a moral cesspool in our ranks. And I wonder, and it's not just so much, you know, the dressing or, 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 or these things. It's beyond that. Satan has moved beyond just the dress line. He's moved into the spirit of people through defiance and through all these different other areas and rebellion and disobedience. Satan has swept into God's church. But I say tonight by the Holy Spirit that God is raising up a church in this last age that will shut down the enemy and all hell in Jesus' name. You believe it? God help us is my prayer tonight. Consequently, many have become facilitators of Satan's plan to destroy righteousness and family today. Many have given themselves over as, as a contribution to Satan to, to be facilitators of his, of his mind, of his achievements. Of his goal, Satan's ambition is to destroy the church. Satan's ambition is to destroy you as believers this evening. But I've come tonight to let you know that there's a people who's falling in love with Jesus all over again like never before. You believe that? God help us is my prayer. You see, our minds are being pregnated by moral issues uh, from the entertainment world, we see these things uh, filling in the youths of today, the young parents of today don't have a resilience against the pressure that is coming through the atmosphere. But praise God, there is a people who's in love with Jesus. I tell you, the greatest force against the pressure of this age is the love of Christ in your hearts tonight. You're the love of Jesus Christ will break through any power of hell tonight. You believe it? I believe society is waging war on our Christian values and standards in this age. And the main leader in this war is Hollywood. Would you say amen? Uh, Christian families are being indoctrinated by perverted minds, corrupt minds. Secularism is the norm of many churches. And what is so horrifying tonight is to see professed believers uh, 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 approving such defiance in the face of God under the name of the message. We are to push back against the enemy. We are to raise up holy standards like never before. If it hurt, then let it hurt. The truth hurts anyways. Raise up that holy uh, uh, love of God in your family. You believe it? I've never seen a time as such. There's more secularism in the churches than I've, I've ever seen. 
the views of, uh, of secularism has is, is been, uh, been entertained and welcomed in fellowship and in relationships uh, under the name of the message. And it is such a defiance in the face of God. I think somewhere along the way, the voices of convictions have been silenced for way too long. And I'm calling to the church of God and to my streaming audience tonight to awake that voice of conviction in the, in the inside of your soul. Don't let that little alarm ever go silent in your spirits tonight. God wants me to tell you tonight that let that alarm ring in your spirit, in your life, in your family, as a parent, as a dad, as a preacher, as a pastor, whoever you are. Let that voice echo tonight. You believe it? You see many professing believers are now complacent to the, uh, the filth society is peddling. It's not okay. You know, it's just all right. You know, the more we become complacent to the filth that the world is bringing, and society was never of God. God never approved society. It was not society that God had. It was a family in the Garden of Eden. You believe that? Hallelujah. That's why science and, and education and all these things are okay under the government of the Holy Spirit. But friends, I say this, uh, this modern world today has introduced a society, a society that's better than God, a society that knows more than God. But God still had a family in the Garden of Eden, and God will have a family in Satan's Eden that will stand and love him in this age. You believe it? My, look at the way of Cain and look at the way of the world. Look at the way of Cain in the modern world of, of just uh, just a society. And look at Lot and those that came down that lineage of how, how further away from God they were. Uh, beside those who stayed with God's principles and God's love. There's a people that will stay with God this evening. You believe it? You know, they're so okay with the violation of God's rule of righteousness with impurity. I'm not okay with that, friends. I'm not okay with the rules of unrighteousness, uh, 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 of righteousness with impurity. Uh, 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 the violation against God's rules of righteousness is not tolerable to a real child of God. If God said it, then God will accomplish it. If God has made the rule, then God will live to the rule. If God demands it, then God will meet the requirement. You believe this? It's not your doing, it's God's doing anyways. It's not my righteousness, it's God's righteousness. If God demands a holiness, God will provide holiness in our lives. If God has provided a demand in a family, then God will say to that family this evening. You believe it? Many are just okay with this. It's all right with the violation of the rules of righteousness. It's not all right, friends. We as believers, as Christians, have to understand this was the problem in the time of Ephesus. 
They started out very strong. They started out in love with God. They felt the Holy Spirit. They felt the love of God. They knew what it was like to feel the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. But friends, they did not stay with it. They allow society to influence the church. And when society swept in, they, had, they, they, they still had labor. They still had patience. They still opposed those that came against God and called them false apostles. But in their hearts, they drifted away from the real, true love of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm speaking to you more and more tonight in the privacy and the convenience of your relationship with God as I preach this broad message tonight. I want you to think about you and God individually. You see, secular society is in the process of ruining and dehumanizing us through secularization. Today's society is propagating the concept of individualism. You know what that is? Meaning developing a habit and, and principle of independence and self-reliance. We are not self-reliance. We are not self-dependence. We depend on the Holy Spirit. The world wants to push uh, individualism. Like, okay, I don't need God. I got everything. I'm the Lord of my own life. I'm the Savior of my own life. Friends, I say this. That's the spirit of this world. There's a people in this age that's depending upon the leadership of God's power to lead us. Do you believe that? I can't lead myself. Brother Mark sings the song, I can't even walk without you holding my hands. Hallelujah. We need to push back against the spirit of individualism in the churches. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed to say that uh, I, I need the Lord. I'm a sheep. I'm helpless. I'm helpless, Lord. I can't walk. I can't do anything. I'm just a dumb sheep. Help me, Father, to realize that. But the spirit of the world is. You see, they have to develop these virtues, these manufactured virtues to leave God out of the equation of their lives. They have to leave God out of their lives. So they have to be the Lord of their own lives. But praise God, there's a people who is in love with Jesus Christ. There's only one that we're in love with, and that's Christ the Messiah. You believe it? But we see these things happening. You, you, you know, you, the, the idea is you don't need God anymore. You don't need God. Take God out of the school. Take God out, out of the coins. Take God out of the hospitals. Take God out of, the, uh, out of all the, uh, the educational institutions and, and bring more of Satan in. That's the concept. Yeah, they're bringing in perverted minds uh, to teach our children. They're bringing in uh, uh, perverted people to influence uh, the young minds of, of children and, and young family and young adults in this age. But praise be to God, there's a people in this age that can see through the tactics of Satan. Hallelujah. And we will not stand for that and allow the devil to pull something over our eyes. This happening, this is happening today uh, right in front of our faces. We see Ephesus. There's just so much in that one little passage 
Brother Greg, I could just stay there like I've been on the Emerald Bride. Just that one passage there where he said, the love of many as wax cold. Have we not seen it? Hallelujah. You can't put on a front. You're either in love with Christ or something else. Hallelujah. When you're in love with Jesus, the world knows it. Demon knows it. Hell knows your name. Hallelujah. You wonder why you're having so much trials that Satan is so against you. You're a target that hell is trying to reach tonight. That's because you got something inside of you that the devil would love to silence. But praise be to God, there's a people that will not sit down or just, just, uh, just lay down for the enemy. They're willing to stand up in this age and say, we will fight for our family. We will fight for our church. We will fight for our sanity. We will fight for the Holy Ghost. You believe it? Hallelujah. No, we're not. We're not. Satan can't silence us. Amen. You see, the enemy may try all he may and try with all his different strategies and, and tactics. He's good at these things. Satan is conniving. He's very deceptive. But his mind is not greater than Jesus Christ. His plans are not greater than the love of Christ in our hearts and our mind. He might be, he might be subtle. He might be very divisive. But I'm here to say God is greater than the enemy because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You believe this? You see, when we see all these things happening, these spirits coming in the church, this happens by weakening our senses through Hollywood and social medias. Amen. We see it, friends. I'm not here. I'm not taking away from you. I'll be very foolish to even say, tell you or to demand of you how to run your personal lives. I'm not here for that. But I'm going to point out to you how Satan can use whatever it is uh, that we're engaged in to corrupt our spiritual minds, to pollute the stream of holiness and righteousness in our lives to set us back in a place to where we allow him to take control. I want to say to Satan tonight, you are not in control. You are not in control. You are not in control of my life. You're not in control of my family. You're not in control of my health. You're not in control of my future. You're not in control of anything that belongs to me. God is. You believe it? God is tonight. Amen. My cry is that God strengthen us in the area of moral discernment. To keep a balance as we wade through this attack of Satan tonight. May the Holy Spirit through strong convictions tonight uh, help us to develop mature moral values that will counteract the subtle scheme of the devil tonight. And despite the tide of secularism which has swept into our society and churches, I believe there's a new generation that is rising to challenge and will circumcise the wild attack of Satan. you believe that? 
Oh, I said, rise up, church of God, and take this challenge in the name of Jesus and chop the enemy down in Jesus' name. You believe that? Yes, there is a new generation. The old generation died because they complained against God. And God had to keep them out of the battlefront because they were weak. They were so influenced by society and the ways of the heathens that God said, you're not fit to be on the battlefronts. But I'm raising up a Joshua and a Caleb, hallelujah, who knows how to war with the enemy, who will rise up a new generation that will defeat the enemy in this age. I hope you're one of those tonight. I hope you're one of those tonight. I trust that you're charged and challenged tonight. And you'll take the charge that say, I'm one of those Caleb's. I'm one of those Caleb's. I'm not selling back. I'm not, the enemy can't take anything from me. Hallelujah. I'm more than a match for Satan. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ that loves us tonight. Oh, what a challenge. You see this culture crisis and onslaught of the family by God's help will be stopped by spirit-filled people who are in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, I'm through with fancy talks. I'm through with just, uh, uh, you, you're not going to impress me no more with your message uh, uh, lingo. Amen. I want to see something real. Amen. I want to see something real. I respect the message and I respect the quotes. But friends, I've met many of them that quote the same quote but was living, amen, like the devil and trying to keep you in bondage. I refuse to live under bondage. I believe the message and I believe the word. But I'm not just looking to be impressed by message theology. I want to know Jesus Christ in the power of his resurrection. In the love that is so rich and pure. You believe it? Hallelujah. My, my, my. You grew up in our time. Amen. You know what I was talking about. Amen. We had so many theologians. They can tell you every page and paragraph, every full stops, every event of the message. They can tell you all these things. They can preach like an angel. But for friends, I'll say this. There was no true love of God down on the inside. That staying power in the time of crisis. When Satan came in like a flood, they ran like a coward. But God, raise up a generation. Raise up a generation, oh God. Raise up young people. Raise up families. Raise up people in this church. And those that are listening to me tonight, raise up the Caleb's that will stop this curse upon God's church. You believe it? Pardon me, what a time. What an age we live in to see. Are the enemies moving? I want you to be careful not to witness the death of conviction in your lives to not this Christians. Amen. Be careful not to silence that voice of the Holy Spirit. Even though sometimes our will is greater than that voice, it is so easy to, uh, to, to, to lean towards and to, to nurse and nourish 
our will over the voice of God. But friends, I say the voice of conviction is stronger than against our will and what we desire. We want more than our will. We want God's mind and purpose in our lives tonight. How many wants that? You have a purpose here tonight. You didn't come to church just to sit here. There's a greater purpose on the inside of you tonight. You believe that? You're not just here just to raise a family and just have a nice church or, or just to, you know, say you're going to church. You are raised up in this age to finish the final course, the final dash, the final run. You are here to run the last lap in this age. You believe that? You were chosen of God to run this relay. So I say to the church of God tonight, run like you never run before. You believe it? God help us. Don't run like, hallelujah, like you got plenty of time. Run like the house is on fire. Run for your family. Run for your husband. Run for your wife. Run for your children. Run for your church. Run like you never run before. You have been chosen to run the last laps. You believe it? Hallelujah. We're not just finishly coming into this race. Well, you know, I don't know if I'm going to win. If you're coming in with that mindset, you're already lost. But when you run in a race, you have the determination. You already see the finish line before you cross it. Or there's a church that's ready to the finish line in the name of Jesus. You believe it? Be careful not to witness the death of conviction in your own personal lives. Say, Lord, I still love you and I want to stand for what is right even if it's my own house. If it's, even if it's my own uh, 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 companion with my own family or with my own uh, you know, group of fellowship, help me to always be that voice, that voice of conviction, that voice that stands for what is right and what is wrong. I believe that God wants us to come to that place. I believe we're living at the very crossroad now. The church is at a crossroad. And we can no longer, God can no longer be tolerant to the church of Ephesus of saying that she labored and had patience and had works. But God is saying, that's good. But you understand the heathen has those things. Amen. The heathen has those things. Uh, the, the religious group has those things. We can never outwork the religious church. We can never outdo the religious church. They have more prayer meeting, more witnessing committee, more uh, outreaches than the bride church does. But you see, friends, I'm not knocking those things. But what God is saying, it's more than all of that. It's got to be a heart and soul so in love, saturated with the presence of God. Don't sit on a pew and be lost. Don't say that you're in a message and go to hell. Don't think just because you say Brother Brenham's name that makes you bride. You've got to be born again by the Holy Spirit. You've got to witness the power of Almighty God in your life. You've got to know Christ by an experience and not by a church. You believe it? You've got to know him by an experience. Hallelujah. May God help us is my prayer tonight. 
We see so many things around us. We see so many things that's happening. We see people fall like flies. Not because they want to. Not because they, they, they suddenly decide that they don't want to anymore. It's the influence of the age, you understand. Don't be so critical. Don't be so, uh, don't look down your long religious nose at people and say that you're better than somebody. It's only because of the grace of God that you're standing today. It's only because of the grace of God that you're a child of God this evening. Just pray God, mercy will keep you safe. You believe it? The age, the pressure of the society is so strong, friends. I'm preaching. I'm preaching tonight. I'm preaching on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And I'm crying out to you tonight. The current is strong. The tide is strong. But praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The love of Jesus Christ. Is stronger than any demonic forces, than any demon in hell, than every devil and his angels, than every plan that the devil's device. The love of God is stronger than any of it. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. In the message, Enticing Spirits, 1955, Red Ram said, Send the Holy Ghost with such an old time conviction. How many wants that? Such an old-time conviction that sin that will clean a man's appetite and clean his soul and clean him up and make him heaven-bound creatures. God send the old-fashioned convictions. I want it in my life. Part of me has been silent in the church for way too long. It's been something that's not been preached enough in the message churches. It's been a subject that has been uh, uh, scurried away from from many pulpits in God's churches. Conviction is a word that you don't hear anymore in our society. As a matter of fact, the world don't know what it is. The church barely remembers it. But there's such a thing as holy conviction. Hallelujah. And it comes through the love of Jesus Christ. He said, send the Holy Ghost with such old time conviction that it'll clean a man's appetite. How many like your appetite to get cleaned up? Lord, I've been craving some junk food. I don't want it, Father. I've been craving some of this society fast food. I don't want it, Lord. I don't want their ideas. I don't want the way that they think or the way they, 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 they run their families or, or the way they're going. I'm tired of the garbage they're trying to feed me as a child of God. Clean up my appetite, Holy Spirit. You believe it? Maybe you've been digesting some of that junk food that's made you spiritually sick. Well, tonight I came with the antidotes. Hallelujah. To let you know one dose will clean you up in Jesus' name. You believe it? Yes, send the Holy Ghost with such an old-time conviction that will clean a man's appetite. Hallelujah. I want my appetite to be clean. I want to find myself craving clean stuff. Good, healthy food. Amen. Soul food. Amen. Bride's food. Holy Ghost food. 
Hallelujah. That will put spiritual vitamins in your mind and bodies tonight. Is that what you want? Is to clean a soul and clean them up and make them heaven-bound creature, creature, sin the whole time. Conviction, Lord Jesus. You want that tonight? Hallelujah. You want that tonight? Hallelujah. You want to fall in love with Jesus like you've never fell in love with him? Do you want your appetite to be God's appetite tonight? Do you want to come under such power of God's conviction that suddenly it's not just you doing it, but you, you, things are just leaving you. Desires and habits and the world just flee right off of you. You want a church. Amen. And a message pardon. Amen. You must come under conviction. God sent us an old-fashioned Pentecostal Holy Ghost revival that brings sin to the root and bring conviction to men and women. You believe us? May God help us all to heed to the voice of conviction in our lives. Do you want that tonight? Do you desire that tonight? Do you want this first love to be, uh, to be flamed in your soul tonight? Oh, I want that in my life more than anything else. I want that fervor to just blaze, that infer to just blaze in my life, that fire just to burn like it never burned before. I'm not talking about cold, stale, dead religion, some kind of lukewarm confession, but something that's got life and power inside of it. Do you want it tonight? May God help us all to hear to the voice of conviction in our lives. Do you want a church? If you want to stand with me to your feet as our musicians come. Hallelujah. I want Jesus more than anything in my life. I want Jesus more than anything in my life. I want him more than anything, more than my desire, more than my will, more than anything the world has to offer me. I want Jesus in my life. Hallelujah. Do you believe him tonight? Do you love him tonight? Because iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. That's right. Are we not seeing it? Are we not seeing it in the church? And be honest, friends. Hallelujah. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching at all of us tonight. I'm talking about a church in the end times. A people, hallelujah, who's rising up in the saints that will not stay down for too much longer. The rise of the runes and ashes of circumstances and dilemmas and hard knocks of life and shake themselves like Samson once more. And when he did, the power of God came upon him. Are you willing to do it tonight? Shake under the power of the Holy Ghost and say, This Delilah will not defeat my life. You believe it tonight? Hallelujah. Let's sing a song. Amen. I love him tonight. Yeah, I know it didn't preach long, but you got the message tonight. That's the main thing. You got the message. How many got the message? Wave your hand. You got the message tonight. God is speaking to us tonight. You believe it? Let's worship Jesus for a little while. Amen. Oh, Lord, I want to love you more than I ever have. Than I ever have Cause you're so easy to adore. Lord, I, Lord, I 
pray that like you mean tonight. Oh, Lord, I want to love you more and more and more and more than I ever have before. You're so easy because you're so church i want to fall in love with jesus hallelujah you know what the philistines have have had enough of sport with me i'm tired of being in this ring and being a mockery of satan too long i can feel my locks growing again hallelujah i can feel the power of the holy ghost i can reach back and feel my glory is coming back to me Oh, in the ring of entertainment, God will have his victory tonight. You want it, church. Hallelujah. Lord, I love you. I want to serve you. Love him, church. Open your Bible and pray and read like you never pray and read before. Amen. Let the world see that you love Jesus. Not just on the outside, but let it come from the heart. Deep on the inside. Hallelujah. Jesus said, Amen through John, but I have someone against thee because you left your first love. Oh God, I love you more than anything. I love you more than sleep. I love you more than food. I love you more than money. I love you more than prestige. I love you more than popularity. I love you more than anything. Lord, you are first superlative in my life. You believe that tonight? Is that what you want from God? Let's sing it to him tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I love you. And I want to serve you. You have been so good to me. And you've met my Oh, 
to explain just how I feel would be hard for me to do. If I could only pour out my heart to you, Lord, the whole world would know.
Our meetings is this weekend, Saturday night at 6, Sunday morning is at 11. We're looking for a grand time around the fellowship of the Lord. All are welcome to be with us. Thank